The real giant alien starfish was the friends we made along the way. It's harmless phosphorescence! This is Mario Kart Racing D-Bag Throw Smiley. Who's joining me this week? <laughs> I'm Josh Cece, and yes, all this shit on my face makes my brain good. I'm Brian Lesh, and rats can sense the good in me. <laughs> I'm not saying the beach full of dicks line, guys. Sorry. I'm Alaric Weber. God damn it. And this is Armless Phosphorescence. It's the podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie ever made. We gather some research into the production and source material, and we tell you all about it. This show is brought to you by patrons. we got patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. You want to be a patron, too? Go to patreon.com slash harmlessentertainment. We've got... Lots of bonus content there. We got Star Wars shows and holiday shows. Uh, speaking of which, um, after this week, we're going to be doing Christmas shows for a few weeks coming up. And we are going to be doing a Christmas-themed monthly movie. Our monthly movie, uh, where we do a non-superhero movie once a month. Um, a buck a month is all you need. And our Christmas movie uh, for this year, our monthly Christmas movie, we're going to have four in the main feed as well. But if you want to listen to that bonus one, you can hear us talk about Jingle All the Way in uh, nice. December. Yeah. Jingling Good. All the Way. Um, that's going to be coming It up. was nominated by two of us. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, one on our Twitter poll, what may be our last Twitter poll? I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure how long I can hang with Elon on there. Um, but uh, <laughs> that will be uh, December. But this week... On Harmless Phosphorescence, we're watching The Suicide Squad. Robert Dubois. He's in prison for putting Superman in the ICU with a kryptonite bullet. I'm not joining your suicide squad. We'll see. My court date is coming up. And Miss Wallerson, maybe you could help me out. You're stretching in my door! Everyone stand down. Miss Waller, I don't- Stand down! I wouldn't take such extreme measures if this mission weren't more important than you could possibly imagine. Are you in or out? Good. Let's meet your team. It's okay, I'm not okay. Each member is chosen for his or her own completely unique set of abilities. I need to feel the raindrops on my head, on my head. Hey guys, sorry I'm late. Had to go number two. Good to know. Is this thing a dog? A dog? What kind of dog do you think it is, mate? I'm gonna go with Afghan Hound. Oh my god, is it a werewolf? Yo, they sent me next to a werewolf? Yo, let me out! Yeah, he's not a werewolf, okay? He's a weasel. He's harmless. I mean, he's not harmless. He's killed 27 children, but, you know. Your mission is to destroy every trace of something known only as Project Starfish. Any questions? Starfish is a slang term for a butthole. Think there's any connection? No. No. All right. Let's get it. This is suicide. Well, that's kind of our thing. I'm a superhero! Oh, 
The Suicide Squad. It was released uh, August 5th, 2021. It has a running time of 132 minutes. It costs $185 million. It made $168.7 million at the box office. Um, it was released day and date on HBO Max. Um, so, uh, you know, that's still a COVID movie. Still doing yeah. COVID movies well into 2021, as I'm sure we all remember. Um, so, I mean, obviously, uh, it didn't make a profit necessarily, but also I don't think they consider it a failure. This movie was marketed weird. Yeah. It it made it really confusing as to what was happening with the characters. Not to say that they could have fixed that easily, but it was marketed a lot like the first movie. So it just seems like a reboot. Like, and it didn't have a James Gunn needle drop. It has this weird modern rock soundtrack thing, you know, whatever the hell that song was. I don't know. Recognize it. Yeah, no, it was a, no, it was marketed. I know the teaser was a little more James Gunny than that one. That trailer had more of the plot, which is why I chose that one. But, uh, it wasn't just like music and visuals like the, the, the teaser was, but, um, no, it was it was marketed weird. I don't think the James Gunness came across. Um, and oh my God, is there a lot of James Gunness in this movie? So it was one of his best. Absolutely, it's it's my personal. I, fa- I think yeah, it might be better than both Guardians movies. I I personally agree. Uh, yeah, I personally yeah. agree. I think it's. I, it's, yeah, I this so. is one of my favorite DC movies, period. I mean, obviously, I think, there's like the Dark Knights and stuff, but, you know. We haven't we haven't gotten to their best best thing yet, I think, but this is the second best thing now. I think I think this is the best thing that's been done post-Nolan, personally. Mm-hmm. I still really like the Batman. Oh. It, you know, you know oh. what it is, though? It's the this the at the, the beginning of the me. movies. It is the the. Yeah. It's, the you add a the and I'm in. The the. <laughs> Batman, and, but the Batman. Yeah. Suicide Squad. Here, ho, ho. I'm listening. The, the, the Suicide Squad. Hey, The Flash is coming. So. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Good thing they didn't name that Flash. Oof. Would've I wouldn't know if it's about Gordon Thompson. <laughs> it could be anything. Any Flash. Just a at the Gotham football game. Yeah. What sort of flash the, are we talking? Um, so, as uh, we, just a guy in a park with the, uh, <laughs> with the trench coat. Yeah, that's right. A guy running across a baseball field in 1978. <laughs> just sitting in a rain poncho. Yeah. On the that's the streak. Oh, the streak. Yeah, that's, that's right. the streak. Uh, Best of Ray Stevens featuring. So, guys... I think it's time we play the box office top 10 game. Okay. This is the game where I will describe the top 10 movies of the week. The fellas will try to guess what movie I'm describing for the week of August 5th, 2021. A little over a year ago. So if you can put yourself back, back in time. 
<laughs> no. Um, at number ten, uh, this was a movie we did last week. It is uh, <laughs> about guys. It's I. Well, actually, I don't know what it's about anymore. But they used to steal cars. <laughs> it was uh, F Fast Nine. Yeah, F Nine, the Fast Saga. F. F9. They nine? didn't even say fast. Like the keyboard commands? <laughs> yeah, it's just F9. <laughs> F9 gets you this fucking... Isn't next. that print screen? Like, what? <laughs> uh, um, at number nine... It converts your computer to bin diesel. That's what it does. <laughs> My computer runs on unleaded. On diesel? Yeah. <laughs> okay. At n- number nine? At number nine this week... Six people find um, find themselves unwillingly locked up and slowly uncover what they have in common to survive. The Croods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to describe what locked up is unwillingly. Uh, uh, is this see. a Saw movie? Saw? It's not, but it may as well be. Apparently, this is a franchise which I only am now becoming aware of. Huh. But it Saw basically style. seems like Saw without Jigsaw. Okay. Escape song. Room. Yeah. Escape Room oh. 2, Tournament of Champions. That sounds like the stupidest <laughs> premise for a horror movie. Like, I thought make it... a horror movie about the thing based on horror movies. Yeah, this is it. so... That's I have I have only just now learned this exists, and I don't want to watch any of them. Um, yeah. Uh, Add it to the list. Oh, shit. Uh, at, any room could be an escape room. <laughs> right. How bad do you want to get out? <laughs> a lot of people work in escape rooms. <laughs> All right. At number eight this week. Oh, um, I cannot read the description of this. It just, uh, oh my God. I'll tell you the description afterwards. Um, there's a bad guy and he, it's about him. And he also, it's an origin movie and he's fighting a team that We've actually done a podcast about, but it's not oh, superheroes. Shit. I thought it was going to be like a Minions movie, but it's live action. About it. It's re- it's it's this. I oof. there's no way to describe this without. It's not a Ruella. Power Rangers movie. It's not a Power Rangers. It's a bad guy origin story, um, and we've done a monthly movie, a podcast about the team. Huh. Turtles? This is a Star Wars thing, right? Nope, not Star Wars. <laughs> is this some kind of Star Wars thing? <laughs> nope, it's not a Star Wars thing. It was a while back. We did one. There's been at least th- three or four of these things. Um, oh. Is I, this the Golem biopic? <laughs> no, no, I wish it was. Wait, we the Golem the biopic? <laughs> when he becomes an up and coming. The Golem oh, behind the music. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> it's like it has a nice ring to it um this is uh it's it's named after the so it was it was what's love got to do with it so the franchise it was a movie franchise we did one episode on the first movie of it it was based on a an ip which uh we as kids were very fond of uh, uh, Transformers? Oh, Transformers? Not Transformers, but it's in that vein. We haven't done a Transformers movie. Micronauts. No. 
Have we um, done a Micronauts movie? G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. Uh, oh, is this uh, Cobra? No, Snake Eyes. Cobra? Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. This is... He was, wait, we did a movie? He wasn't a bad guy. We did a G.I. Joe movie. We did. We did. We did, we did a G.I. Joe. We did the rise of Cobra, uh, but yeah. Snake Eyes was not a bad guy. No. Oh, wait. Shadow. Snake, oh, you're Shadow right. Shadow Star. A G.I. Joe spinoff centered around the character of Snake Eyes is what the description is. Obviously. The ninja with the white outfit was the bad guy, right? Was yeah. Sh- Shatterstar? Oh, Snake Eyes was... No, Shatterstar is a comic. Yeah, Shatterstar is in Deadpool, comic right? Books, Isn't that... Yeah. Or no, that's yeah. from Planet Mojo, Mojo World. X-Force. Yeah. Anyways, yes. what are we on? So Snake Eyes, yeah. Um, number seven. A rogue artificial intelligence kidnaps the sun of a celebrity who then has to work with a bunch of crazy characters. That's the closest I can get without giving it away. Is it animated or did people show up for this? Yes to both parts of that question. Oh, both. It's a Roger Rabbit type situation. Uh huh. Exactly. Oh, it's Chippendales. Nope, oh. it is not. <laughs> Chippendales. <laughs> uh, Magic Mike, part three. <laughs> Chip. You know, it's really weird that they had um, chipmunks uh, stripping. Anyway, <laughs> speak for yourself. I know what I'm into. Um, How it, about two tickets. It is a Roger Rabbit situation. It is a sequel to a. A popular legacy 90s movie um, and it stars well, as soon as I say this it, it's a it's a it's a Warner Brothers joint it has um, Animaniacs the movie <laughs> I mean close um, oh, oh um, Space Jam the, Space the new Jam, Space Jam a new oh. legacy the rogue AI I forgot Mm, what a bad it's Don Cheadle and it's like it's it's, it takes place in a computer it's I haven't seen it but it's apparently terrible yeah I haven't seen it either and like they have a whole bunch of Warner Brothers like like uh, Clockwork Orange the Droogs show up in it it's like what is happening (laughs) I saw the first one in the Netherlands I think by myself I love the first one (laughs) you flew to the Netherlands just to watch it (laughs) Yep, that's what happened. Uh, oh. I went to the premiere, but the, it was no premiere. It's just me. <laughs> like this is the first showing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the premiere of today. Uh, um, at number six. Um, there's no way to describe this. Um. I, uh, uh, Sir Gawain goes on an adventure. Arthur, something about Arthur. It's a. I think this was an A twenty four. Yeah, it's an A twenty four. Oh, the last duel. No, no, no. It's uh. It's <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> directed by David Lowry. <laughs> this helps. The, the Green Knight. The Green Knight. Oh, yes. the Green Knight. Still haven't yes, seen that. I heard Gawain. it was really, really good. I've heard it's good though. though. Yeah. I heard it was good. Yeah. Um, at number five this week. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, they still make these fucking movies. 
Uh, a father travels from Oklahoma to France to help his estranged daughter who is in prison for a murder she claims she didn't commit. I did not know that's what this... Okay. The poster not does... taken. The poster and the titles did not give me that oh, as a plot. Isn't, isn't Matty Damon in it? Yeah! Matt Damon looking all tr- like 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 redneck. <laughs> like... I, yeah, but he goes looking for his trafficked daughters. He's like, I'm from Oklahoma and I'm Matt Damon. <laughs> now give me my daughter. Extradited. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, like, and and the uh, the the tagline is "Secrets run deep." Jesus. Um, pizza uh, conspiracy theory. Pizza gate. It's called. Pizza gate. It's called Stillwater. It's based on a true story, right? I think it is. I don't know. I have no uh, The title is based on a, a true town in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. water. Okay. But he's in Still. France the whole time, so I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> the name of the band yeah. from Almost Famous. Still oh, it water. was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I, this is no. This was originally called Matt Damon's European Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's in trouble for some crypto uh, hawking, isn't he? Amongst many other know. famous celebrities. Yeah, they got a never. Yeah, yeah. He had that Super Bowl ad to Mars for FTX, which is now negative oh, billions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. Fucking NFTs, Jesus Christ. Um, at number four this week, it's a family reunion, and it, things is get it, crazy. This movie? No, no. The Croods. Uh, <laughs> Three. It's Croods all the way down. <laughs> the Croods. Always like, has been. Raphael is crude but rude. Um, <laughs> a family has to stick It's a family together. reunion, and then things get crazy. Hmm. We've recently <laughs> spoken of this movie at length. Oh, yeah. Um, it stars These are the most recent movies, you know, and I can't. They're all. Uh, let's see. It, uh, it. Um, it stars David Harbor, Florence Pugh. Oh, <laughs> oh Black Widow. Black, Black Widow. Widow. Yeah. Um, at number three. <laughs> this fucking movie a vacationing family discovers that the secluded beach where they're relaxing for a few hours is somehow causing them to age rapidly reducing their entire lives into a single day old old (laughs) stupidest name for this movie too like m night Shyamalan's old he's already used the worst title for a movie which was the happening the happening I wish he had named it The Beach That Makes You Old. <laughs> this should have just been a series of events. <laughs> a series of events. <laughs> unfortunate or just events. Like, are they unfortunate? It depends on your point of view. Some yeah. are. Some aren't. <laughs> yeah. If you, you didn't want to generalize. If you didn't want to get hung up raising your kid, it's a good movie. Uh out behind a rock as an adult. At, like sweet. <laughs> At number two this week, a small riverboat takes a group of travelers uh, 
down the river, and there's dangerous animals and reptiles, and there's a supernatural element. This is The Rock and uh, what's-her-face, Krasinski's wife. Emily um, Blunt. Emily Jungle Blunt. Cruise. Jungle yeah. Cruise, yes. Disney Ride. The Not Disney. a sequel to yeah. the previous Disney Ride the franchise. Ju- which is a very fun little ride <laughs> to take. Yeah. Um, uh, I suggest going on at night. It's a really fun fun ride to do after dark. Oh, the Jungle Cruise? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, this is getting a sequel, right? Probably. I have no idea. Still cruising. Tokyo <laughs> Drift. <laughs> Are they just going to cruise each continent? It's all speed three. <laughs> They're like, cruising. yeah, jungle cruising in like Canada. <laughs> They're going to go. The, jungle the cruising Delta. world. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I liked the first jungle cruise that Francis Ford Coppola made in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apocalypse eventually. It's about the journey, you know. Wow. Um, and uh, number one this week: super villains Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons at Bell Reef Prison join a super secret, super shady task force sex as they are dropped off at the remote enemy-infused island of Cordo Maltese. The what is it, guys? The crude. <laughs> the crude <laughs> delay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Suicide Squad opened at number one. That is our box office top ten. Which brings us to the character background. And whoa, are there a lot of characters. Mr. Professor Weber. Yeah, I'm going to mute myself so I don't... (laughs) Yeah. Um, I know you got a lot to blow through here, Al, so uh, we'll try to keep our interruptions to a minimum. Okay. Um, I just counted. Um, there are. We're not going to interrupt hardly at all. As little as possible. <laughs> yeah. Al, I'm, we're we're going to not say anything for a while here. All Starting. Right. Just so you can go. Starting. Yeah. Now. So, now. Right. Um, okay. I, right now. Right now. <laughs> okay. Now. now. Okay. Uh, I counted 17 um, characters Woo. from the comics and not including. Um, a couple of the the cameos. Uh, these are characters with lines. Um, a couple of them we've seen before. So, but I still mention them um, just to keep the continuity going. So, the Suicide Squad is an anti-hero supervillain team of DC Comics, debuted in the Brave and the Bold number twenty-five, September of nineteen fifty-nine. The second and modern version of the Suicide Squad, created by John Ostrander, debuted in Legends Number no. 3 of 1987. Roughly in order of appearance, we have Savant, aka Brian Derlin, um, first introduced in Birds of Prey, number no. 56, August of 2003. Savant is a spoiled heir to an enormous fortune, moved to Gotham City to become a vigilante. Savant is a, sorry, Savant is a genius level intellect. Um, computer prodigy, multilinguist, and master martial artist. A neurochemical imbalance gives him a nonlinear memory and chronic forgetfulness. The 2011 New 52 reintroduced Savant as a short-lived member of the Suicide Squad. Uh, we've seen... 
uh, Colonel Rick Flagg. Uh, originally, he was a captain. Uh, Rick Flagg Jr. debuted in The Brave and the Bold, number 25, September of 1959. That was the introduction of the Suicide Squad. Field leader of the squad, Rick Flagg is a master tactician and strategist and a master uh, in armed and unarmed combat. His father, Rick Flagg Sr., led the World War II era Suicide Squadron as shown in Secret Origins, number 14, May of 1987. Uh, we've also seen Captain Boomerang, George Digger Harkness, first appeared in The Flash, number 117, December of 1960. First seen primarily as an enemy of two versions of The Flash, Barry Allen and Wally West. Boomer has been a prominent member of the Suicide Squad since the late 90s. An expert marksman and combatant, uh, Boomy utilizes various trick and weaponized boomerangs. Um, at first, I, the our next character, I uh, couldn't find anything right away, but then I found a little blurb. Uh, Richard Dick Hertz. <laughs> wow. AKA Blackguard. Wow. Dick Hertz. Pete Davidson was Dick Hertz. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um again, it was hard to find information. Probably first appeared in Booster Gold number two, March of nineteen eighty-six. Uh an enforcer of the organized crime group the one thousand. Later reformed and worked with Guy Gardner, Green Lantern, uh, then the Suicide Squad. Dick Hurts. Uh, Mongal made her first unnamed appearance in Showcase number Showcase 95, number 8. Um, or was that 85? Crap, I wrote down two different dates. Anyway, 85 or 95. Um, her first appearance... As Mongal named was in Superman Volume Two, Number One Seventy, July of two thousand one. She's the daughter of Mongol One, or Mongol the First, and sister to Mongol the Second. Uh, Mongal is of the alien species Warzoon from the planet Warworld. Mongal possesses superhuman strength and stamina. Then we have Javelin, real name Gunter Braun. First seen in The Green Lantern, Volume 2, number 173, February of 1984. Javelin is a former German Olympic athlete who turned to a life of crime using his uncanny abilities with a Javelin-based weapons arsenal. Javelin-based? <laughs> sticks. Fucking call them what they are. Long sticks. <laughs> yeah. There are plenty at both ends. Um, so am <laughs> Corey Pitzner, the detachable kid, was based on a character from <laughs> comics named Floyd Belkin, aka Arm Fall Off Boy. <laughs> Every time I I hear the detachable kid, all I can think about is the King Missile song. Right. Yep, same. Um, first appearing in Secret Origins number 46, December of 1989, Arm Fall Off Boy was an applicant in the first tryouts of the Legion of Superheroes and was the Legion's first reject. 
Later known as Splitter, the character can remove his limbs and use them as clubs. Then we have... I mean, technically anyone uh, can do that. They just can't put them back on. Right. So he's the reattachable kid. Reattachable kid would make more sense. Uh, next up we have Weasel, uh, named John Monroe, debuted in The Fury of Firestorm, number 36, June of 1985. A lonely Stanford University student in the late 60s, John was dubbed Weasel by scornful schoolmates. Grown to become a teacher at Vandermeer University in Pittsburgh, John found himself co-worker to several of these former schoolmates. Rationalizing revenge, John took on the costumed identity of Weasel, displaying great agility and expertise at hand-to-hand -hand combat Donning a weasel costume with sharp claws. He's owning it. <laughs> Did he steal babies and like chicken eggs and things? <laughs> not that I not that I saw. He's owning it. I, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm taking it back. He's stealing chicken eggs from like the store. <laughs> the 2011 New 52 reboot depicted John Monroe in a more animalistic state stalking Central Park. Well, that makes more sense than like a science student who just knows awesome hand-to-hand -hand combat all of a sudden. Yeah. I'm like not you even sure what he studied in school. Yeah. So was he weasel. like a normal man during the day, but at night I mean, beckoned him to become <laughs> He was weasel. actually Pauly Shore. With the <laughs> oh my God. If they'd it gotten all started Pauly with him wheezing the juice. He's <laughs> wheezing the juice. If they had that's gotten, what gives him his power. If they had gotten Pauly Shore to play the weasel, that would have been amazing. <laughs> Yeah, next level. Um, then we have Harley Quinn, a.k.a. Dr. Harleen Quinzel. Just a reminder, first appeared as Joker's girlfriend in Batman, the animated series in September of 1992. Which, uh, by the way, rest in peace, Kevin Conrad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to me, he will always be the voice of Batman. Same Absolutely, here. yeah. After the animated series, every time I saw a Batman animated movie that didn't have his voice. It's just like, what gives? Yeah, the only one I've accepted was Dietrich Bader, but that's because of the <laughs> he's playing that Batman. Yeah, right, right. He's, he's doing got that more Batman. Adam yeah. West. Yeah. yeah. But Kevin Conroy, yeah. Yeah. I can hear um, it in my brain. Um, also, Amanda Waller, director of the Suicide Squad. The character debuted in Legends number one, November of 1986. Then we have Robert Dubois, Bloodsport. First appeared in Superman, volume two, number four, April of 1987. He was a Vietnam draft evader who went insane upon learning his brother went to war using his name and lost his limbs in battle. That was my kid. He didn't yeah. die. He just lost his limbs. Yeesh. Yeah. All of them? Uh, it just said lost his limbs. I'm guessing all of them. <laughs> the, the best when you ones, say at least. lost his limbs and you don't specify which one, I assume it's all of them. I assume it's Same. all, yeah. yeah. I always wondered if Robert just Dubois was related to Benson. That's <laughs> <laughs> last name was Dubois. Yeah. Wait, is that the guy who shot Superman in the first movie? In... Um, in, in Superman versus the Mole Men? <laughs> oh, no. oh, Luke Benson. That was ben Luke Benson. Luke Benson. Oh, oh and Ro Ro Luke Benson. Benson Dubois. 
Superman. <laughs> do broad shots Superman with the crystal. I was gonna say, yeah, if it's if it's hereditary, just shooting Superman. They just, that's a blood feud. Right in the fucking it's all connected, people. Look it up. So operatives of Lex Luthor recruited Dubois to kill Superman, arming him with advanced weaponry, including a gun that fired kryptonite needles. Dubois yeah, has con- Dubois has considerable strength, stamina, and durability, and was skilled in firearms, knives, explosives, and hand-to-hand combat. Um, then we have uh, Christopher Smith, um, also known as Peacemaker. Ah, yes. The the Peacemaker first appeared as a backup series in Charlton Comics espionage team title Fightin' Five, number 40, all the way back in November of 1966. Yep. I've got to say, between this and the Peacemaker series, I had no idea I loved John Cena this fucking much. <laughs> I was immediately won over by him. Hey, man, pro yeah. wrestlers make great actors and because uh, they are. Yeah. This... This segment on Peacemaker is actually the longest. Um, so uh, when that series was canceled uh, with the next issue, Peacemaker received his own title lasting five issues in 1967. When Charlton Comics, uh, with the demise of Charlton Comics in the 80s, DC Comics acquired the Peacemaker and released a four-issue miniseries in 1988. Original Peacemaker was a pacifist diplomat so committed to peace that he is willing to use force as a superhero to advance the cause. He used an array of special non-lethal weapons and typically fought dictators and warlords. Did oh, he I was have, gonna say Nixon. Did he have that toilet seat on his head? The big yes. chrome dome back yeah. then? Yeah, In the originally. 60s too? <clears throat> yes, yeah, I, think I think that's why they kept it because he yeah. originally did, yeah. yeah. I love it because it, it, the more that they dive into it on the show, the better it gets. Yeah, oh, but initially yeah. initially it's ridiculous and inexplicable. <laughs> yeah. Which I like. It's a beacon of truth. Now, uh... In the 80s, post-crisis peacemaker learns his peace-through-violence efforts were the result of a serious mental illness brought on by the shame of his father being a Nazi death camp commandant. Bam. I didn't know that was Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's really interesting. It's less interesting than him being a Grand Dragon, but that's where the Grand Dragon idea came from, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I didn't know. Uh, yeah. I, I guess that was not cut from cloth like that yeah canon so he believes his father's spirit haunts him continually and criticizes his every move um which (laughs) is another thing we saw same yeah i mean come on (laughs) another thing we saw from the show um i think i went a little more in depth because there's there was a series that we will not talk about (laughs) that shall not be named It's it's really cool though to see the new adventures how, of old Christine. how deep into this character. I don't want to give James Gunn all the credit, but he clearly wanted this to be a thing out of the out of the movie. Yeah, but he really like mined it for for quality because that show pulled on all kinds of emotional beats that I did not expect it to. That show was like, amazing. That was one yeah. of my favorite. Um, like what? Oh, Peacemaker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think that John Cena could give could make me feel emotional as this big stupid character, mm-hmm. but multiple times he did. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
Uh, becoming a particularly deadly vigilante who would kill at the slightest provocation, Peacemaker begins to believe that the ghosts of people he killed or were killed in his vicinity are collected inside his helmet and can offer advice or commentary. So he thought he was mentally ill because he wasn't killing people, but now he's just embracing it and just killing people and talking to ghosts? It sounds like it. Yeah, he's um, embracing the verbal irony, you know. Yeah, it's, it's like the cult, the cult 45, you know, is, is called the Peacemaker. Yeah. Uh, Peacemaker served the U.S. government under Checkmate, a division of Task Force X. But Peacemaker's methods are often viewed by other heroes and anti-heroes as too extreme. Interestingly, Christopher Smith is also a gifted pianist. Hmm. I'm kind of glad they didn't do that in the show, because that would have yeah. that would have been weird to weird. have him sit at a piano and yeah. Yeah. While a camera does like a, you know, 180. Next up, we have King Shark, uh, Nanawe. First appeared in Superboy number zero, October of 1994. Land Shark. Mm. Um, Yeah, my Land Shark Dave came out um, just the year before, I believe. Al, I think you got a lawsuit on your hands. I know. You have documented proof. Uh, Nanawe is a demigod humanoid shark born in Hawaii, son of the shark god, the king of all sharks. The character was... The character has primarily been an adversary to Aquaman, Flash, and Superboy, and has team affiliations with the Suicide Squad and the Secret Society of Supervillains. The Secret Society of Supervillains? And Nanawe is actually a Hawaiian uh, mythical character. I don't want to say a god necessarily, but an actual Hawaiian shark mytho- mythological figure. Okay. How, how, like, how would like you a know demigod? How, how, how would you know about Hawaii, Brian? Oh, I've been there. Once. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the once. Just the once. Uh, <laughs> uh, then we have Cleo Kazo, Ratcatcher 2 based on the Gotham City villain Ratcatcher named Otis Flanagan. Um, That character debuted in Detective Comics number 585, April of 1988. Once an actual municipal Ratcatcher, I was going to say, Otis sank into a life of crime utilizing his special ability to communicate with and train rats. So it wasn't technology? No. I don't think so. Just really dug rats. It's so DC. To, I mean, Marvel does it a little bit, but just like falling into vats of stuff to transform you, DC loves to have your occupation attached to your yes. villainy or hero. Or yes. Yes. Um, I'm the ombudsman. Yeah. <laughs> calendar work. Calendar man works at a publishing house. <laughs> oh no, it's Linda. It's the, yeah, it's the HR specialist, <laughs> the garbage man. Next up, not his job. We have Abner Krill as Polka Dot Man, <clears throat> who was. So I'm sorry, like I guess it was his job. He he was a municipal Polka Dot Man uh, in Gotham City. <laughs> We're just working for the man every night and day. 
uh, primarily a minor adversary of Batman. <laughs> Polka Dot Man first appeared in Detective Comics number 300, February of 1962, as Mr. Polka Dot. Totally 62. Um, so he might be the second oldest character after Rick Flagg. Hmm. Um, Abner Krill possessed advanced technology in the form of his dotted costume. When removed from the costume, the dots were controlled by the costume's belt, enlarging and becoming various devices, including a flying buzzsaw dot, <clears throat> a flying saucer dot, which was kind of his escape vehicle, um, a sun dot, a bubble dot, fist dots, acid dots, and the hole dot, a teleportation system that was basically a portable hole. And <laughs> we all got one of those. And the AZ dot, the Department of Transportation. <laughs> and his favorite candy was dots. Yeah. It's and interesting that it went from being like a telekinetic power to just. You just I like dots. I love the idea of an interdimensional virus. Like, that mm. was. It's very so DC cool. too for that to be a thing that just they happened. didn't they didn't get into it too much but it's like yeah all right that explains that moving on they literally did that in the middle like all right moving on and then the thinker is the name of five supervillains appearing in DC comics the first was Clifford DeVoe enemy of Jay Garrick Flash first <laughs> appeared in All Flash number twelve fall of nineteen forty three. Um, second was Clifford Carmichael, an enemy of Firestorm. The third was Desmond Carter, an enemy of Batman. The fourth, an artificial intelligence, enemy of the Justice Society of America. Well, I mean, the first really was Michelangelo's enemy. <laughs> <laughs> it was Rodan, I think, technically. Rodan did the thinker, yeah. That's why, then, he, I, that's right, he was Michelangelo's enemy. Rodan was well, on his side. Well, and Rodan didn't do as much work because he was fighting Godzilla most of the time, right? <laughs> yeah, where, well, it was Michelangelo was busy fighting the Shredder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's history, people. So, Read a book. Yeah. Then the uh, the fifth was an unnamed version of the thinker, uh, enemy of the Suicide Squad introduced in the New 52. This version of the Thinker possessed a technologically derived superintelligence that came at the cost of draining energy from his body and prematurely aging him. Hmm. What? And on <laughs> he drained his body like his precious bodily fluids. <laughs> yeah, I, like, the Sterling Aiden. They were drained, sapping energy. His, you know, I, 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 my body has been energy has been drained, and I've been prematurely aged, and I am not especially smart. So I feel. <laughs> No, so opposite. There were <laughs> there were here. five distinct thinkers throughout DC history, right? Yes. Were there ever two at the same time? Or Not did that they I know like of. if there were, do you think they like filed a copyright claim against <laughs> yeah. each other? One would think. <laughs> or they just fought it out. They just like played a game of chess or something. Right, what's the time? Yeah, from now on you have to be the thought guy. <laughs> the thinker too. The thought police. Um, I believe there was a, a version of the Thinker that appeared on uh, the Flash, uh, the TV show. Mm. Um, and then finally, before our cameos, uh, we have Starro the Conqueror. Yep. 
first appeared in The Brave and the Bold, number 28, February, uh, cover dated February to March 1960. Starro was the first villain to face the original Justice League of America. Hmm. An, yep. an, an alien resembling a giant starfish with a large central eye, Starro possesses the abilities of mind control, biofission, size alteration, energy absorption and projection, and regeneration. All right. And then the three cameos included Calendar Man, Kaleidoscope, and Double Down. The, the two latter ones I'm not that familiar with. Did you guys ever see <laughs> yes. the, uh, the robot down. chicken bit about Starro? No. Oh, there's a fantastic early Justice League, early 60s toys of them fighting Starro, and it's very funny and dumb. But huh. some of that made it into this movie. Hmm. I oh. mean, Starro made it into the movie, but they, the, the jokes that they make definitely came with it. Hmm. I have to say I'm impressed with how many characters James Gunn was willing to just kill off in this oh movie. oh yeah <clears throat> yeah the jarring well yeah yeah all right sorry so it it's in how many characters do we have total al 17 or something uh 17 from the comics um and let's see one two three four five six survived yeah. Yeah, that's uh No, seven. Seven including Amanda Waller and Weasel. Sorry. Oh, well, that's right, Spoilers. Weasel. This is a bigger <laughs> cast than uh like Endgame, right? Uh except for of course the portal scene, whatever. Yeah, but, like, the portal scene. But that ensemble cast is like a big ensemble cast. This is bigger. It is, but to be fair, like the, the you know, the the end game they all Got to be. <laughs> well, everybody makes it out of the first act and in game. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. Well, thank you, Al, for that character and comic book background. You're bring- welcome. <laughs> Aw. That brings us to the production of the film itself. Uh, this was written and directed by James Gunn, who has recently been named uh, co CEO of. Uh, of uh, DC films. Um, this w- happened because he, uh, the, basically some right wing guys tried to get him uh, canceled because of some old t- bad joke tweets he made. Like, yeah, he made some really dark jokes yeah. that were not okay. No, they weren't okay. They weren't. Oh. <clears throat> From that <laughs> trauma director. Yeah, I expect more. Exactly, he got yeah. to start at trauma, um, but he uh, so he briefly got fired from Marvel and came over here. <laughs> Warner Brothers was like, "We don't care. Come make a movie." Um, but, yeah, because of tweets. I don't know. The response needs to be proportional. I've said this before. Yeah, yeah. This, this when was you an jump on shit like that. It dege- it takes away from shit like Harvey Weinstein. Well, and it's not like he was denying the Holocaust like some well, and, or anything. And those those things had happened well before Disney had hired him to make. Uh, this was in between Scooby Doo and like the two Scooby Doo's, I think. 
this is it a was, very long time. It ago. was a very long time ago. Yeah. Um, but so anyways, he got hired back. So obviously we're going to be getting Guardians 3 from him. So all's well that ends well, I suppose. And now he gets to be the head of DC. So it worked well, out and for him. Not to dig too deep into the cancel culture thing, but it sort of took some of the hooks out of weaponizing these things. It did. Which was interesting because if they had doubled down and been like, no, James Gunn is dead to us. More people, you know, right wing or left wing would be doing this. But the right wing definitely like took this skill and turned it into a targeted weapon. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's funny how it's funny how it's less. I don't want to get too political, but it's funny how it's less effective coming from the right wing because perhaps. Oh, yeah. Perhaps call me crazy, but perhaps there's fewer uh left-wing positions which are abhorrent to the general culture just putting that out there um anyways uh as far as our cast go we've got margot roby back as uh harley quinn this is the third fourth third third or fourth appearance by harley in on the in the, live action, it's only the third. Only yeah. the th- it feels like so much more. She's so inhabited that I, we spoke about this before, but she's so inhabited that role, like Iron Man, like like uh, Robert Downey with Iron Man, like huge. This is inspired. Yeah, yeah. Um, Idris Elba as Bloodsport. Um, let's see, Idris Elba. I we last saw him in uh, Thor Ragnarok as Heimdall. <laughs> um John Cena as Peacemaker. This is the first time we are we've seen John Cena in a uh superhero movie. Um of course he was best known as a rep wrestler um for many, many years. Um his on screen non wrestling work, wrestling's on screen too. He did the the Marine, right? That was like his first movie when he was still like just a wrestler. Not like a funny wrestler, yeah. Or like a personality, yes, yes. Um, you know, he did a a lot of TV. Of course, he was on Hannah Montana. Um, <laughs> uh, um, and he he has recorded a studio album, which was it came out in two thousand five, entitled "You Can't See Me." John Cena did yes. So that's where the joke comes from? Because I'm not hip to wrestling, never have been. No, I think it's called that because of the wrestling joke. I don't know where that joke comes oh, from because I'm not. Well, I mean, that's early on enough for that to build upon his persona as the guy who is invisible. He right. made an album called You Can't See Me. He made an- Doesn't he do this? That's his thing. He like I'm, uh, we're on <laughs> audio form. I'm waving my hands in front of my face. That's what he does. Yeah, That's right. like his talk. I'm here. I'm queer. Now I'm over here. Can <laughs> you see me? Uh, um, his first movie actually was Ready to Rumble in 2000. He uh, oh he was yeah. just in he was just in the background of that. But um, That's the David Arquette one, right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. I like, I like that movie. Yeah. Um, of course, yeah, the Marine was his first like real role. Um, he was in Fred the movie. Oh Lord. <laughs> that YouTube kid oh, from the two thousands. I, I vaguely remember. Really, really annoying. It was around the same time as like uh the what was the angry orange or whatever that was. It was like that era of YouTube. 
but yeah, that kid had a real high pitch, squeaky type voice. And yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. First time they tried to parlay that YouTube shit. Um, yeah, he was home. He also did voices in Scooby Doo, WrestleMania Mystery, and The Flintstones and WWE Stone Age SmackDown. Yep. Um, probably our bear crossed over with WWE several times. Um, probably the first thing I saw him in, as far as the big screen goes, is Trainwreck, that uh, Amy Schumer movie. Um, oh yeah, he was good. He was he was good in that. He was funny. Um, let's see, he was in Bumblebee, um, and of course, uh, oh, he's going to be in. He was in F nine, um, and he's in the upcoming Fast X. Isn't he somebody's brother in that, that that you would never believe that they are siblings? Is it like The Rock or something or like Vin Diesel? Yeah. Like, I have no idea. I think maybe it's Vin Diesel. He might be Vin Diesel's brother. Is that what? Yeah, his last name, he plays Jacob Toretto. Oh, <laughs> he is not an Italian man. Um, anyways, yeah. And of course, he was in, he starred in the uh, Peacemaker TV show, um, which we've already, which mentioned. we cannot recommend enough. Yeah, great show. Uh, John Kinnaman is back as Rick Flagg. We talked about him in Suicide Squad. Uh, Sylvester Stallone as King Shark. Amazing casting. Amazing yeah. casting. We last saw him in Guardians 2. And being him himself, kind of. He's not like putting on a voice. It's just his voice. Yeah. He just speaks in a few words. Um. Viola Davis is back as Amanda Waller. Uh, David, I'm going to mess up this last name. David Dasmalchian as Polka Dot Man. Um, we saw him mm-hmm. in The Dark Knight. Yep. Um, You're muted, Brian. He, he was an Ant-Man also. He's one of the... Uh, yes, he is. Oh, that's tons. right. That's right. Yeah. Um... Let's see. Daniela Melchior as Ratcatcher 2. Uh, she's a Portuguese actress. She mostly did Portuguese TV shows before um, being cast in this film. Uh, she was the voice of uh, Gwen Stacy in the Portuguese dub of Into the Spider-Verse. That's really cool. I didn't know she was actually Portuguese. Yeah, she is Portuguese. Um, she's going to be in Guardians Volume 3 and Fast X coming up next year wow yeah yeah i wonder how how james gunn stumbled upon her um if she's going to be in other things that he made too yeah she's great man oh yeah she's really great yeah. uh michael rooker as savant um we've he's been in a lot of stuff obligatory was, michael rooker yeah he's in every james gunn movie um jay courtney as uh captain boomerang Peter Capaldi as the thinker, best known probably at this point as the Twelfth Doctor. Um, he was he's like an old school British actor going back so very far. Um, uh, what is that? Uh, the let's see, uh, the Thick of It, which is a great show, a really funny British um, uh, political show. Um, he is in the Paddington movies as well, um, which are better than any movies about Paddington should be. People, yeah, say they're really good. It's uh, yeah, Paddington Two is the better of the two. Also, yeah, somehow, somehow it's like just 
Yeah, it has like 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it's apparently just an amazing movie. It's so weird. It took out all the Paddington buttholes, though. Yeah, the Paddington butthole cut. Um, Alice Braga Mores as uh, uh, Sal Soria, the leader of the rebel faction of Cordo Maltese. Uh, she was in City of God. Um, I am Legend. Uh, she's, yeah, she's 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 been in something that we've done, right? She's been in a comic book movie before, like an um, X Men movie. Oh, she was in the New Mutants. Oh, she's the nurse. She's, she's nurse the Ratchet. nurse in the New Mutants. That's right. That's where we last saw her. Um, Pete Davidson as Dick Hurts, aka Blackguard. <laughs> And Pete Jesus. Davidson is he's fucking Pete Davidson. I'm not gonna go through Pete Davidson's list. No. And for what his character does is great. Let's notice the guy who's trying to get um Kanye some help after like, hey bro, maybe we should just like see some 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 uh somebody talk to this therapist. Um, I, I do want to say uh, King of Staten Island is incredible if you haven't mm, seen it. That I is it good. a good movie. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I was very surprised. Um yeah, so uh Jennifer Holland um is uh uh she's uh, what is her name in this? Um uh, uh Amelia Harcourt. That's uh James Gunn's wife now, right? Is she? I don't yeah. know. Oh. Yeah. The blonde? Yeah. Yeah. So she well. also ve- featured very heavily in Peacemaker. Yeah. Yeah. Um let's see. Uh Lula Borg as Javelin, Sean Gunn as Weasel, of course, Mailing Eng as Mongal, uh Nathan Fillion as TDK. <laughs> Nathan Fillion showing up in all of these movies too. Um such a tease of Nathan Fillion, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, apparently they based this version of the weasel on Bill the Cat from Bloom County, which makes sense. Um, let's see. Uh, Juan Diego Bodo as uh, Sylvia Luna, the president that uh, Harley kills. Um, Taika Waititi playing the rat catcher's dad. Rat, rat catcher one. Um, and he showed up for one day and performed brilliantly. He's such a good actor, mm-hmm. which is so funny because it's a funny scene. It's weird. Yeah. It's stupid. But it's still James Gunn's so good at getting emotional. Things he is so good. If you haven't seen our moments. flag means death, like that's one of James. I think that's one of uh, Taika's better roles oh, in recent so years. Oh, good yeah. in that. Yeah. Um, Storm Reed as Bloodsport's daughter Tyla. She's uh, probably best known for uh, her role in Twelve Years a Slave. Um, Sean Gunn was also Calendar Man. Um, Steve Agee as uh, what? What is that dude's name in this? Um, he was in John Economos. John Economos. It's Ag. Ag. Sorry, Steve Ag. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, I feel like that rounds out most of our big cameos and small characters. Um, oh, oh, and, but John Ostrander, the creator of the Suicide Squad, the the 1980s version, um, did 
play, make a cameo as uh, Dr. Fitzgibbon. Oh, I remember seeing that. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of cool. So, yeah, that was um, nice. Oh, also, our boy Lloyd Kaufman has a cameo. That's right. Yeah. Where? Um, He's in the bar. Yeah. Oh, as as is Pom, um, Pom Clementi. Oh, yeah. Pom Clementi. Oh, yeah. She yeah. is. Yeah. Mantis. She's one of the dancers. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Will Smith was originally supposed to come back for the sequel, <laughs> obviously, as you know, Idris Elba is basically the same character, but not like, the same powers anyways. Completely self-aware of it. And they too, make that joke is... about how Peacemaker also has the same powers. Like, there's so many guys who's like, in their hands, anything's a weapon. Yeah, Deathstroke is the same. Yeah. It made me think of the Thunderbolts complaints where people are like, they're all just the same super-powered people with guns. I was like, I hope somebody makes that joke in this movie. Yeah. We all do the same thing. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so uh, they were also planning several spinoff films. Um, including a Deadshot solo movie, uh, Will Smith's character, um, and a Gotham City Sirens movie, which turned into uh, which turned eventually turned into Birds of Prey. Uh, so originally, of course, they were making this with David S. Goyer, <laughs> but oh my god, um, and Zach Penn who also did a million of these fucking things. Um, and Jared Leto was, a spo- was supposed to, of course, come back as the Joker. Um, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall the day he got the phone call that like, no, I guess there's not a role for you in this movie. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, no, Jared, Jared Leto has been super, super salty about all this stuff ever since he stopped being the you know Joker. Good for him. Yeah, you know, fuck that guy. Um, this was supposed to also be the first appearance of Black Adam. The Rock as Black Adam um, as in a cameo. But of course, um, all of that just kind of fell through. And then when James Gunn got let go from, uh, from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, from the MCU, as we spoke about earlier, um, basically the Warner Brothers decided to just give him a call and they just put the whole things in his uh, in his hands, um, which I think was probably the best uh, decision that the Warner Brothers has made in a long time. And it's paying off in dividends because now he's part uh, of their creative team. He's co-CEO of DC Movies. Yeah, he's the Feige of their world now. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, a great, great uh decision here. I'm I'm actually looking forward to where the DC universe goes now. Um but that about covers the production. Um this has 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. I do have a couple letterboxed uh uh reviews here. Jordup writes I would rather die half a star. While Par- Parker Demo writes, my God, I want to die. Five stars. <laughs> so. Gay. Gay. Um, oh, I hope they're okay, both of them. Yeah, me too. Uh, um, 
Yeah, that's about it. Oh, that that my god, I want to die five stars. By the way, was uh, a review from yesterday. He posted that yesterday. Huh. Was that one of you guys? <laughs> yesterday. Oh my god, it had not occurred to me to like throw up a review before. <laughs> Uh, five stars. Yeah. Start throwing up some gay reviews, Josh, on Letterboxd. <laughs> I got some. <laughs> uh, so that's about it. Guys, you ready to jump into the movie itself? Indeed. Bird. <laughs> this is The Suicide Squad. We open with Folsom Prison Blues. Um, That... Of course, the James Gunn needle drop off the bat. So much better than the on the nose Suicide Squad soundtrack from the first one. Oh my God. Um, yeah, James Gunn does the needle drops in an exciting way, just like the <laughs> Gerard way from mm. Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Does there are some great needle drop moments in that show? This- I remember seeing this in the theaters and this kind of made me nervous mm. because Folsom prison it is always not like make a, me nervous, it's not yeah. an obscure song. It's, it's something that everybody knows. We know Johnny cash is singing this on stage in a prison and we're in a prison. And I just thought this is really on the fucking nose, man. I hope that every song isn't like this. And yeah, it was just a weird, I, he's, he started off to such a shaky start mm. because of the movie that came before it. And he leans into that shit in a way that like the first the the, getting to the title credits is because the first movie sucked so bad. Right. No, it it was it was it was almost a meta commentary on the first films, like really on the nose needle drops. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And once once like we got to the title card, I just thought like this fucking genius. He got me. He like pulled my sweater over my head and punched me in the face, and I didn't know where it was coming from. <laughs> um, so yeah, we meet we meet our team. Quotes our team: uh, Savant, Javelin, Captain Boomerang, Blackguard, Weasel, TDK, and Mongal. They're put together by Amanda Waller, commanded by Rick Flag. Yada yada. So th- like he's basically doing the first movie in the before the credits, right? And then, well, and that that was our biggest criticism of that first movie. I think more than anything was how many times they introduced those characters over and over and over right. in different ways Needle for some reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like yeah, we that got was two, our main complaint. two introductions of Harley and of Blood uh, Deadshot, Bloodshot, <laughs> Miss Eyeball, <laughs> Miss Yeah, sh- uh, sh- uh, Will Smith, <laughs> Shoot Shoot Eyeball, Shoot Shooter McGavin, yeah. sh- Gunman, um, yeah, Scarface, Sir Shoot Snorky. <laughs> <laughs> monkey monkey Ted and Alice. Uh, so yeah. Um the team boards a plane, they're joined by Harley Quinn. They're sent to a South American island nation of Cordo Maltese. <laughs> uh, which we last heard about, as far as I know, in 1989's Batman. No. That's where Vicky Vale. We've heard it since then. Have we? Have they it's mentioned been... Cordo Maltese in other Batman movies? It's... Right? It's been name dropping other DC movies. I don't remember I an swear. instance of it, but but throw I, I mean, I'm not saying background. Yeah, don't no, no. quote me. Yeah, no, no, I'm not don't saying you're me. wrong. I just can't think of one. I mean, it's possible someone just mentioned it in passing somewhere, but um oh, okay. Mo- I guess most prominently previously featured in 
1989's Batman. Yeah, it was a p- plot point in Batman. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, their government's overthrown by an anti-American regime. The teams are tasked with destroying a Nazi-era laboratory called Jotunheim, which houses a secret experiment called Project Starfish. They're to kidnap the thinker, the scientist in charge of the project. So they land on the beach. They're all immediately killed, <laughs> except for Harley, Rick Flag. Uh, uh, meanwhile, Weasel can't swim. Oh, great. Weasel can't Pete, swim. Pete Davidson sells them out and gets shot in the face. Mongal is somehow heavier than a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Javelin gives her the javelin. The javelin is one of the most inspired parts of this whole movie. Oh, I, he gave Harley yeah. Quinn so much to do in this in a way like that was unique, but also true to her character. Um, yeah. I found an improvement on what the first movie tried to do, which was we got to get Harley off by herself because she's who people came to see. Absolutely. Right. We got to get the Joker into this story because that's who people came to see. Yes. And every time we see her, she's less subjectified, which I, of course, appreciate, not just on the sexist level, but on that like gross daddy's little monster mm. kind of like where at first it just kind of felt like it was trying to be a sexy she's, Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. She is someone's pet, whereas yeah. now she has agency and right. When she sees herself in the mirror getting dressed up, that's she's not like, ooh, a dress. She's like, oh, I look pretty. I like yeah. how I look. Yeah. It's not the dress. It's herself. Yeah. Well, yeah. And the whole thing with, like, you know, I have bad taste in men, like, oh, all of that. Well, and she's obviously pretty, but, like, they don't over-sexualize her. She's yeah. way more right. ba- badass. It's not in There's, a gross, porny way like it was in the first movie. Yeah, the we first don't get one, the, right, she's just doing the acrobatic stuff just to get in these sort of sexual poses. In this one, it's like she can fucking uncuff herself with her toes and, you know... It serves a purpose for the plot. Hold. Yeah. Instead yeah. of her just taking off her clothes. Right. A big group of dudes. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, such a better interpretation of her character so much. And I love how she wears the dress for the rest of the movie. Too. Yeah, Dude. she likes it. And it's brilliant. It's yeah. set up. because it makes sense in this story. She didn't stop somewhere and steal a dress off a rack because she's like a petty thief. Yeah, no. well, it makes sense for the story. It makes sense for the character because she likes the dress. So she's just going to keep wearing it. So I this this made me wonder, did they? Did they say, I want to put her in a, a garment that she picks up at the halfway point, but it has to have meaning? Or did this happen as part of the story plot? Oh, we can have him give her a dress. No, I think the um, design around Harley is always very yeah, intentional. Like, and I the think letter. the dress came before the romance. Yeah. Because yeah. of the way that it the, the movie ends with her in the dress and everything, too. With uh, combat well, and, and a dress on. Like, it's a humorous beat. When yes, the combat bit's awesome. Yeah. But her getting the dress is is pretty comical because she's covered in shit. She's in this hole and looks like hell. Like yep. instead of like you're coming with us, they throw the dress down there. She's tied up. It's yeah. just funny. Like, put this on. What the fuck? <laughs> uh so um meanwhile, we flash back to uh the government team at HQ. They're in contact with the real team. Landing on a beach across the island, we got Bloodsport, Peacemaker, Ratcatcher 2, Polka Dot Man, and King Shark. Um, With our our second real title card, because the first one was the Warner Brothers mm, Presents, right? mm -hmm. With uh, his blood from his head exploding. Um, What's his name? Virtuoso? 
uh, Savant. Savant, thank you. Um, but then we get a real Virtuoso. title card. Yes, I couldn't think child, of that child prodigy. <laughs> Phenom. But yeah, I just I love the '70s style title card surprise yes. title card out of nowhere. Too. Yeah, that was so good. I loved all of the um, the the uh, diegetic titles of places that they went and like the yeah cards for those yeah um so yeah we we flash back to blood sport in prison he doesn't want to be in the suicide squad but then he meets with his daughter (laughs) he's got a bit of a tense relationship with her um she's in trouble He tells her how to shoplift next time bring a lookout (laughs) yeah that's your advice. I mean, like, no, what's embarrassing is that you stole a watch to watch TV. It does other things. <laughs> yeah. All that. <laughs> um, yeah. So much more real and fleshed out than Will Smith and his daughter. Oh I'm carrying God. presents for my daughter in an alley. Oh because everything my. in Gotham happens in a fucking alleyway. <laughs> Gotham is 90% snow. alleys. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so... Um, 2% open vats. That's right. <laughs> of some sort of green liquid, yeah. Um, yeah. 2% gala, 2%, uh, <laughs> 2% board meeting. Yeah, 2% ballrooms, 2% board <laughs> meetings, 2% open vats, and the rest is just alleys. 75%? Yeah. With some rooftops thrown in for good measure. Um, no one's actually in any buildings, though. Uh, like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, Amanda Waller tells him his daughter's going to go to prison for stealing if he doesn't join the squad. He reluctantly agrees. We meet the others. They're all briefed in the mission. I like I like the young, like, um, how the Ratcatcher 2 has never seen an overhead projector before. Yeah. Yes. What's a weird that? little point? And James Gunn is so good at grinding a movie to a halt to make a joke. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, uh, when Bloodshot Sport, whatever the guy, who is our new one? Blood Sport. The Blood old one Blood is Bloodshot. Blood Sport, yeah. He threatens Waller, and she's like, all right, everybody put your guns down. Don't worry. It's the same scene as the first movie where they give Will Smith a gun, mm-hmm. and she's like, no, it's cool. Give him a gun. But this works. Yeah. And that was just stupid. <laughs> yeah, it works so much better. Because, like, yeah. Because she knows he's that good with the gun. It's his superpower. Why does he need to shoot anything to show anyone except for us some shit? This just shows us that this character has, like, motivation. Mm-hmm. Anyways, James Gunn is so much better than the, at making these characters mean anything. Oh, my God. Yes. It's it's. It's everything the first movie did, but good. But they wake up Ratcatcher 2 and she can't wake up. Oh, millennials, because she sleeps in, whatever. <laughs> like, that's a character point somehow. So sleepy. Um, and I, I just have to say, I love how light this movie is, but not in an MCU way. It's a completely different vibe from MCU movies, yet it still manages yeah. to be light and funny and fun. fun. Yeah. Fun, yeah. I loved when we uh first met Peacemaker um and just the childish way he is one upping Bloodsport. I lo- like love he's taking you, notes. Yeah. I hit things dead center. I hit things more dead center. 
Well, and that Idris Elba Bloodsport is immediately engaged with this because he is also a child. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, the line later on where it's like, um, nobody likes to show off. They do if what you're showing off is fucking awesome. Ah, he's right. <laughs> and he's <laughs> saying it to him. Yeah. So they're, they are a perfect match. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Rather than ignore the fact that they're the same thing. Mm-hmm. Lean in on it. Uh, so Great yeah. chemistry throughout. Yeah, absolutely. We rejoin them in the present on the beach of Corda Maltese. Peacemaker and Blood Sporters fighting. We see that Harley is given Javelin Man's Javelin and then captured by the army. Meanwhile, the squad. Uh, Polka Dot Man has a rash. Yeah, yeah. This is when the rash first yeah. appears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And practical effects. Air quotes, rash. <laughs> really cool, kind of creepy practical effects making him glow. Yeah. Yeah, the effects were great in this. The vi- great visuals, like really arresting and interesting visuals. The this color in palette's the, always great. It's shot in the dark, but it doesn't look like Game of Thrones. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what oh. do they call that? Day day by night shooting or whatever. Day for night, yeah. 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 Um, let's see. King Shark <laughs> tries to eat Ratcatcher 2. Um, Bloodsport's afraid of rats. The one rat that always wants to be his friend is great. Sebastian, he has a name thorough. Sorry. Is he from the comics? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. Uh, the next morning, Amanda tells the team that they've discovered that Rick Flagg was captured by the enemy. They're told to recover him before heading to the city after uh, Jodenheim. They show up. They kill the entire army, only to discover that Rick Flagg wasn't captured. These are the rebels and their allies. In an escalating series of violent gags. Yes. as Yes. This whole sequence is h- hilarious and funny. And it's a dick measuring contest. Like. Yeah. Uh, like the whole, like, like the, the, the little like jerk off motion that Peacemaker makes. And his disgust. Like yeah. they're, they're really subtly acting off of each other in the funniest ways. Uh, he shoots oh. the guy with the non-lethal round and he tells him. It's not a kill, you lose. <laughs> it's like exploding bullets. With the slow reveal and the point. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, um, I yeah. think my favorite was the uh, uh, the fan uh, mm. shooting the table with the fan to make the fan fall in the And that in the was tub. in response to the style of the blowing, the exploding bullets, right? No, that was before. Oh, was that yeah. before that? Okay, God. So good. Yeah. yeah um, it was right after Peacemaker shot the guy that wasn't wearing any pants. We get, we see somebody hang dong. It's a DC movie. Yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Our first our first superhero movie. No. No. Superman. Superman. One was our first superhero movie dick. God damn it. They are not afraid <laughs> to hang dong in the DC they universe. They are not. No, they are not. Uh, Bring uh, back we... Henry Cavill. <laughs> Bring back the Superman dong. In the earlier scene, Weasel was waving in the wind. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, when they were, when they did the walk walk on screen. Oh, I didn't notice. It, <laughs> it was subtle notice. and it's small. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good for you. I guess I thought it was a tough to hair, but what is? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, meanwhile, in the city, the new president Silvio Luna um, is meeting with the Thinker, who's joined him, uh, Starro. Uh, star, who ejects small versions of itself with the attached to humans, making them part of a hive mind. Um, 
the his general wants to use it to attack the uh, nations of Earth, but he thinks that if just by using this as a deterrent, they can be taken seriously on the world stage. Um, Harley gets cleaned up and introduced to the president, who romances her, telling her he wants her to be his wife. That night, after a day of romance and sex, Harley murders him because she was recently in a bad relationship and the president was exhibiting red flags. So, a specific red flag. And yeah. we will use it to kill our enemies and their families and their and their children. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. But yeah, she immediately shoots him in the chest. Yeah, right away. She's yeah, and she got, and she explains why that's not an overreaction. It's because the kind of guys she's attracted to usually don't go away quietly. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's it, she is so aware. This is the first time we really get to see Harley really, really, really think about herself mm-hmm. in that in that sense. Yeah, because she's, she's still figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. in. In Birds of Prey, she's still... That's day one of the breakup, basically. Yeah. Um, so she gets captured by the army. A general becomes the new president. He plans on using the starfish to destroy the nations of the world and become the most powerful nation on Earth. This was one of the hardest scenes for me uh, when he had his men torch the birds. Oh, uh, yeah. That was just rough. Yeah. there's a cold-blooded murderer. <laughs> murderer. Like, just let him go. Right. You don't like the birds around, just open the cage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the easiest animals to He's get like, rid of. No, no, no. I know why the caged bird sings. <laughs> <laughs> There's no time. He can fly. I know why the caged bird burns. <laughs> He's so dramatic. He like turns so away dramatic. as they burn the birds. He's <laughs> not even doing it for the for the killing. He's oh. make a point. Yeah. Oh, uh, meanwhile, the squad discovers that Polka Dot Man was infected with an interdimensional virus. It makes it throw so he can throw dots and kill people. We get the first shot of his mom as everybody. Um, Brilliant. Like all of those like surreal visual touches, that and the f- animated flowers behind Harley, like just a gorgeous looking movie. Well, and the end sequence. Yes. In the in the in the eye. eye. Yeah. All of yeah. it. Just a gorgeous. Well, and if you had only had one of those things, it would have been just weird. Yeah. But having multiple examples of that, plus the visual, the cards themselves being out of the landscape, it really, really adds to it having a shared, the shared view, image is this hodgepodge of surreal stuff. Yeah. It's just so visually interesting and unlike things we oft, we see in so many of these movies. To ha- it's but, just stylistic things that uh, don't exist in the world itself necessarily all the time. Uh, visualizing their psychoses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, like in a good unique way ways. to put it. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's see. They sneak into the city on a bus driven by a rebel. Um, we get the back. Milton. Mil- yes. He has a name, Thoreau. Milton. God damn it, Al. These Corto Maltesian parents are messed up. They are Milton. Yeah, it's a strange uh, melting pot. This tiny island. It really is. Um, yeah, we get the backstory of the rat catcher. Um, then we go to the nightclub, where they expect to find the thinker. They be- spend some time drinking and having fun. <laughs> Polka dot man, like dancing with all of his moms <laughs> again. It's one of the best shots in the whole movie. Yeah, absolutely, uh, and the way that they do the buddy. 
scene where everybody's drinking. We're going to only have one drink. And it. Well, that's the, the, fun of, the fun of it is because it's not from his perspective that time. So it is about yeah. the drinking and the partying. Like you see him dancing with them. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, yeah. So the thinker shows up. Uh, they kidnap him, but in order to let the others get away, Flag, Peacemaker, and Bloodsport allow themselves to get captured by the army. Um, they escape pretty quickly in a truck while they're being transported. The, the touch of death move yeah. that they all share. I love all three of them going down together because mm. that they are all so dangerous on their own, but the three of them together, they're like, eh, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They were never really in danger at any yeah. point in there. Uh, and I like the little, I don't smoke. With the cigarette still stuck in his mouth, like he can't get it out of his Yeah, mouth. it's like stuck to his lip. Like, yeah. I like that they waited to uh, kill the three guys because they got the information about Harley at that point. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they wanted to see what they could get out of them before. And they, they were coming up to their stop. Them too to the meeting point right yeah because the car crashes exactly where they need to be yeah um yeah and before uh they're on to jotunheim though they have to go rescue harley meanwhile harley's being tortured by the general and his men she escapes and begins fighting her way out of the palace uh she reclaims the javelin um and just as she gets out the squad arrives to rescue her and she joins them her reaction you came back for me. Can I go back up so you can? Yeah, I'll go back up. <laughs> oh, it's, it, she it's, doesn't need them at all. It's just great. Yeah, the character development. It's so strong because they've had three movies. They're doing the Peter Parker Spider-Man thing with Harley Quinn. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, Harley at this point doesn't know anybody but Rick Flagg, right? Yeah. Because this is where she's first introduced to Bloodsport. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, they go over the plan with the thinker. Uh, who they're going to use to get inside the facility. Then they're going to blow up the starfish in the building and escape. Um, so they go, they get inside, they begin rigging the building with explosives. Rick Flagg. Um, this, was, this was clever uh, because the, the new Presidente... Um, Suarez gets alerted about the goings on at Jotunheim and they all take off to go the army takes off to go attack there mm -hmm. um, meanwhile the rebels uh, sneak in once the, all the guards have left yeah to go to Jotunheim exactly well, and Rick Rick Flagg tells her that he's like hey you know they're all coming to us you should go there mm -hmm. he tells her to do that which you know whatever you can talk about the white savior thing but he's like an intel guy he's a military dude who knows because he has more information than she does he's yeah. a master tactician and strategist yeah and to go out of his way to hey, tell I her like you'll get the bag don't worry is pretty that that says a lot about his character instead of her being like if she had come up with it on her own it would have wouldn't have done anything for his character yeah yeah exactly um so uh rick flag and the rat catcher uh go down to the lab with the thinker um the uh, um, and uh, Peacemaker. They find Starro the Conqueror. Um, the Thinker explains that Starro was brought to Earth by the U.S. government, which was secretly funded. Um, who, they funded the experiment secretly for decades using Cordo Maltese citizens as test subjects. 
This pisses off Rick Flagg, who's going to leak a hard drive containing the evidence. But Peacemaker kills him, who's secretly under orders from Waller to cover up the U.S.'s involvement. The greater good. Yes. Which was kind of Flagg's M.O. in the first movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the first movie, he was kind of like covering up. Yeah. Yeah, this was just a bridge too far, you know, kind of situation. Yeah, like he he, he gets it, like Peacemaker gets it, but it's just like it ha- there has to be a line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not willing to kill everyone for peace, right? Well, and for yeah, peace, and right? Peacemaker says, yeah, even if I have to kill a military hero like you, sir. So don't yeah, and and this is the first glimpse of any feeling that we get from Peacemaker mm-hmm. is after he kills him, he's like, oh fuck, I kind of looked up to that guy. He was kind of a heroic figure in my mind. Yeah. Shit. Uh, meanwhile, fight between the rest of the team and the military uh, leads to Polka Dot Man accidentally setting off the explosives early. Uh, Jotunheim explodes and crumbles, uh, and the uh, hard drive falls into Ratcatcher 2's possession. The exploding explode, explosives mm-hmm. is like the perfect movie example of like a planned falling apart. Yeah, because they could have they could have blown up the things and it would have done the same thing. But it going off too early just adds to the chaos at the end. James Gunn does such a good job of escalating all of the chaos. So all of the all of the action in this is so fun to watch and so interesting and so different from like, I mean, like your standard Marvel sky beam or like um, two people flying around punching each other. Yeah, it's so much more fun and interesting. Everything he did here, like he designed the set pieces in a really unique um, and smart way. The way the building shears off, mm-hmm. like, and the fact that we get eight minutes earlier, we get to go through the whole thing again yes. from a different perspective, which we are primed by the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he plays around with time. Like the whole movie is just a lot of very um, auteurish touches that are very interesting and unique in ways well, that and you don't get to see in these kind of movies a lot. Serve narrative purpose too. Exactly, yeah. It's not just happening because it's cool to go back in time and show it from a Rashomon second perspective. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, Peacemaker tries to kill the rat catcher, um, but Bloodsport shoots him and takes the drive. The the fact that so when the three jumped, he landed on that one uh little piece that broke off. Mm-hmm. Um oh wait. No, he used his rope, his grappling rope. Yeah, and he swung uh, and that and he swung, but that failed. Uh pulled out of the wall, so he fell. Lands on his feet, good for him, but then the floor caves out beneath him and every floor beneath it. Yes. Until he finally gets to the level where uh, Peacemaker and Ratcatcher are. Mm-hmm. This was very Disney looking. Like a, mm. this is something that would happen in a Disney animated movie. Yeah. It's not Bugs Bunny because it's there's a lot happening in complex background. Oh, it's so funny yeah. you said Bugs Bunny because I thought of that when Harley like walks up on them doing their rescue mission. Yeah. So Bugs Bunny like, oh, what's going on? And, you know. Yeah. Very much. We're rescuing the rabbit. Yes. Uh, um, so Starro escapes the uh, destroyed building, kills the thinker, 
a lot of the military and begins uh, rampaging through the city, taking control of uh, the people in the streets. Amanda Waller tells the squad that their mission's complete and tells them and orders them to leave. Bloodsport decides to lead the team in fighting Starro. Waller's going to execute him with the the thing in the exploding thing in their head, but uh, her team decides that they are gonna side with Bloodsport. They knock her unconscious, so they can continue the mission. This was also a fun surprise. Absolutely a fun surprise, and it sets up this team really well for the Peacemaker series. Well, and we didn't mention the betting pool, did we? No, we didn't. Yeah, the entire office is running a betting pool on who on on the Deadpool of who will live and die kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I loved I loved all the the behind the scenes stuff from HQ. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, always. That was all fun. Yeah. Compared to what we got in the first movie, which was Waller, you know, standing there with a team of people behind her that she's kind of shouting at over her shoulder. Yeah. Exactly. And then she kills. Mm-hmm. Uh, Starro kills Polka Dot Man. And then uh, Harley pierces a hole in its eye. Ratcatcher 2 summons the city's rats. And they they dive into his eye and chew him to death from the inside. We get... Did we did we miss the Taika explaining the rats thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that was at this he, point that she yeah, flashes he, back, yeah. He says, like, the rat, if, if, what is it that if anybody can, if we can care about rats, then anybody can be important. Yeah, they're, they're the it's really uh, hard, their lowest form of something like the dregs. And he said, uh, if rats have purpose, then so do we all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the like whimsical music. Yeah. Very, very like, like, yeah, the streets of Paris kind of like. <laughs> it's it really like culminated in a weird way. It's the anti Skybeam space fight movie. Yes, I love this big fight with this big thing, and it's it's so fun, so interesting, and such a cool way to do it. And um, when they were on the bus, uh, Ratcatcher and Bloodsport were talking, and he said, "It's from the trailer." Uh, he said, "I'll make sure you get out alive," and she says, "I'll make sure you get out alive." Mm-hmm. And that quick wipe of the tear. Yeah. Um, I mean that's but, good filmmaking, and and she does it. Mm-hmm. Like they're in the thick of it. He's out of weapons, and she just calls in her army of rats. Mm-hmm. And he has, he saved butt. her from Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah. They they literally did the thing they said they were going to do. That is movie making. Damn it. Yep. Well, and she is the hero of the story ultimately because she Starro says. I control this city is mine. This island is mine. This planet is mine. She's like, no, this city's not mine. This city belongs to the rats, dog. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, Harley and the rat catcher are the ones that take it down. Like, they're like, that's cool. Yeah. And I mean, we don't want to admit it, but in any metropolis, that's <laughs> it's their city. <laughs> yeah. We're all outnumbered by the rats. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we are. Um, except for Canada. <laughs> Canada claims they are rat-free. I think they're lying. Yeah, but they got beavers. <laughs> yeah. Which are nature's rats. <laughs> they have sewer beavers? <laughs> yeah. Nutria, isn't that what they're called? Uh, Muskrats? Musk yeah, like that. So, all right. Um, 
With the military diverted, uh, the rebels take control of the government. They pledge democratic elections. Bloodsport forces uh, Waller to release him and the surviving squad members in exchange for keeping the uh, secrets on the hard drive secret. They get airlifted um, out of Corte Maltese. Uh, Tylus, he's dead on TV. That's right. Um, and is finally proud of him. Mm-hmm. Um, we get the we get the moral morally great solution to the problem too. Yeah, because they because he could have been like, "Come catch us, we're we're already wanted criminals or whatever." But he says like, "All right, I'll keep your secret. Let us go though." Yeah, mm-hmm. because ultimately keeping that secret is you know it's a it's it's a shafe a big deal. Yeah. yeah, if that came out. Yeah, Superman uh, might be pretty pissed too. Oh yeah. He's oh, a yeah. journalist, right? Or just a really fast typer. <laughs> I mean, in this version of the DC, is he a journalist? <laughs> like <laughs> everyone's a journalist. Where did he go to college? Um He's uh, he's on uh what do they call it? Stack? Substack? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's working for like vice.com. Um <laughs> He went to uh Northern Jorel <laughs> College. Northern Jarl University. Uh, he learned, he learned online from a crystal. Camp- That's very modern. Online campus. Yeah. Um, and at the end, we get to see uh, Bloodsport petting Sebastian. He's getting over his his fear of rats. Uh, I love the whole arc between Sebastian and Bloodsport. Yeah, um, yeah. Sure. One of the one of the most endearing moments when. Um, uh, he, when Sebastian hands him a leaf, like the first time we find out that he has a phobia, yeah, he's like, "What's he doing? Oh, he's he's giving you a pretty leaf." Yeah, he's like, "Why the fuck would I want a leaf?" Yeah. I love his explanation. You know, them on the the bus. Uh, Peacemaker doesn't say anything, but he nods in understanding and agreement when Bloodsport talks about his old man. You know, just. Mm. He, she talked about, you know, they were homeless and he was a heroin addict, but she never felt safer and more loved in her life. And then you have like Chris and uh oh, and, and they're just like, Yeah, our dads tortured us, you know, and here's where we're at, kind of thing. It's just instead of the heavy handed dadness that we get so often. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting though, because you get the father relationship between him and Ratcatcher too, and that's how they explore him right serving that purpose is like oh i guess i can be a fatherly figure i can be a leader that's why he wiped the yeah yeah Mm -hmm. waller says that to him i told you i'd make you a leader when he betrays her yeah which is pretty cool that waller waller knows what's up as evil as she is she absolutely knows what's up yeah um we get a mid-credit scene to reveal that weasel is still alive (laughs) weasel is still alive and they let uh what's his name uh, Sean Gunn do that stupid run that he does. Yes. Where he wiggles his arms. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then in an after credits scene, uh, we get to see uh, the uh, Waller's team getting assigned to a new mission with Peacemaker, who's recovering in a hospital. They're spinning off into a TV show. Uh, Excellently done. Yeah. And that is uh, that is The Suicide Squad. The confusingly titled Suicide Squad. Which, I, after watching it, I think it was intentional. I think they were like, no, fuck it. If we put a number on it, it's going to tie us 
more to that movie. Absolutely. Like, if they put the reboot in the title, people wouldn't take it seriously as a movie. And then right off the to... bat, he's like, this is disposable. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, like it's not a part of anything else. Like, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna kill off half of them right right now. Exactly, yeah. No, no, absolutely everything in this movie was intentional. He knew exactly what he was doing the whole time. Yeah. It's the best thing they've done. It's the best DC movie. Absolutely, hands down. At least since the Nolan movies, absolutely the best DC movie. And as a comic book movie, it might be a better movie than the Nolan movies. As a comic book movie, yeah. Yeah, the Nolan movies were very rooted in reality. That's, you know. Yeah. Nolan. That was the whole thing. Nolan was making them like a gritty, realistic thing. What if Batman lived in Chicago? <laughs> he was like, hey, give me some deep dish. You'd be sitting on the L, miserable. Yeah. yeah. Be like, why else. do I have to shovel Wayne Manor? Right. It's cold. It's, it's cold here. It's really cold for like seven months out of the year. I have to commute. <laughs> Uh um yeah that's it okay, we got uh, some any final thoughts or unanswered questions No questions Uh where's Harley Quinn going to be next Yeah I mean Margot Robbie said she's doesn't have any plans to play her anytime again soon and we do have the Lady Gaga the Lady Gaga <laughs> the lady herself That'll be weird I think she she will do a really interesting Harleen Quinzel, the doctor. I think she will, yeah. But I'm very interested to see. I I think this is not the last we've seen of Margot Robbie. I doubt it. I think they'll bring her back I in think, some creative way. I think with James Gunn being in charge of it, it's going to be interesting to see what he does because he said he plans on bringing things together more, it being less disparate, like... Like, well, right, because they have the crisis on Infinite Earths that they could, you know, just like the Infinity War mm-hmm. or, or coming soon, Secret Wars, that they could dive into and bring people from different universes. I know the Flashpoint they, they were trying to. Yeah, but with yeah with everything that's looking shakier. But um, yeah, he said. James Gunn knows how to bring. I hope they together. abandon the Flashpoint Infinite Earths thing. Not abandon it. I hope it falls apart on its own and they release these movies however they do. But they lean into Harley as the center of the universe, like the Harley Quinn cartoon, mm. where she just exists in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. She's a really fun lens to see all of that through. She is. Um, I mean, James Gunn specifically said there's not going to be eight Batman. <laughs> like, so he plans on unifying it in some way it's going to be interesting to see how he does and how the todd phillips movies fit into that or if they do yeah right. I'm, and i think that it's okay to have two batman at the same time yeah i mean we've currently <laughs> we've currently we cur- it's okay we, it's come okay. here son let's talk i mean we are currently at three possibly four so uh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's look at how many spider-mans that's true that's true the spider-men made it work yeah spider-man and they were all together on screen. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, all right. Well, you guys want to go ahead and uh, rank this some a bitch? Yeah. Sounds like it's going pretty high on the list. I, I, I mean, I think so. Um, I think it's. So let's, let's put it up near The Godfather 2. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right below uh, Dr. Strangelove. Um <laughs> Uh, so let's see. Um, well, obviously, Thoreau, you already said that you thought it was better than the Guardians movies. I I did. I I did yeah. say that. If 
if it were just up to me, I'd be putting it somewhere up in this area for sure. I think it's better than Ragnarok. That's saying a lot. I really like Taika. I loved Ragnarok. Um, yeah, it might be a better movie than Ragnarok was. Ragnarok was great and a lot of fun. Um, um, I think this is you know, better than Iron Man Knight. was important. No, I don't. Um, Iron Man was important, but it's not like one of my favorite comic book movies. Yeah. I, I have a hard time putting it above The Dark Knight. I mean, for everything it does. I mean, The Dark Knight was kind of seminal. And this is this is not and, seminal necessarily. No, but it was like, look, comics can have Oscar winning performances. Like like they truly can. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I would personally put it at number seven. Um, but it's I'm interested to see. I'm fine with that. Al. I'm questioning its placement above Black Panther. Yeah. I, mean, I think this is a stronger movie. All the ways that things tie together. Yeah. I mean, it's a He's, stronger movie. This is three-dimensional chess, the movie. He's doing so much. Fair point. And this is the single greatest recovery, hey. I think, of a comic book movie. Ever. Oh, my God. He rescued He's this franchise off. in a way that was unbelievable. Yeah. Um... Brian, I like seven. Me too. I'll go with it. All Slow. right, Brian. We will do it. <laughs> Our seventh deadly sin is the Suicide Squad. Cool. Uh, and that's it for this week on a Harmless Phosphorescence Suicide Squad, which means it's time to look forward to next week and. I don't yet know what next week's movie is going to be because it's going to be our first Christmas movie chosen by Mr. Brian Lesh. Brian, what's our movie next week? So I chose 1994's Mixed Nuts. Mixed Nuts? Oh, my nuts. God. Oh, my that God. That was mine. Ah. Really, Josh? That was my, yes, that was my wow. selection. That's incredible. That That's incredible. Yeah, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Um I like it. The rot, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 16%. So. Yeah, I know. Which, oh, what a shocker. They didn't yeah. like Nora Ephron. Right. I don't I don't remember it being bad, but uh, I it wasn't a hit. It. I, yeah. ha I probably haven't seen it in 25 years, so that's exciting. I remember wow, that's the okay. first, I think that's Better the first thing I ever another. like noticed Adam Sandler in that was like non-SNL. Yeah. Yeah. Leah Schreiber. Was that even Sanders. before us? Like when I don't know when he, I can't I don't know when he joined us. It anyway. wasn't before he was on this. Okay. He went from like MTV right to Okay. But um all right. That is Madeline Kahn is in it. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. Uh, uh Robert Klein. Uh Rita Wilson. Mrs. Tom Rita Hanks Wilson isn't Mrs. in Tom much. Has. Juliette Lewis. She's so yeah. good. Juliette Lewis. Yeah. Yep. That All right. Well, good is, for you. And of course, starring Steve Martin. So yeah, Sorry, that's going to be a lot of. Well, yeah. then Josh gets to do no, his movie please, plus call pick me. another one, right? That's right. That's, that's true. All right. So next week we will be doing 1994's Mixed Nuts on our uh, holiday phosphorescence. Woo! Um, until then, thanks everybody for hanging out with us. Uh, I'm going to go watch TV on my watch. Bye. <laughs> I'm Josh Cece and the thinker had his way with me. <laughs>
I'm Brian Lesh, and when I die, please light all of my birds on fire. <laughs> You're muted, doctor. My name is Letters. It's AWK, the Alaric Weber kid. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye. Adios. Bye.